Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, the bigger question is, that I have to ask you, and this question of, as we continue the study of search for an offendable heart, what is our vantage point? Realistically, what is our vantage point? Where can we find that in? Well, we can find that in through our Christ. We can find that throughout our relationship with Jesus Christ. We can also find that out in our acknowledgement, knowing that God is perfect and that he is our merciful father. But I hope you guys also, I decided to take a break and, and take a couple of days off or I think a day off so you guys can uh, catch up on the lost episodes. Or, But also I'm going to be kind of dwindling down the amount of episodes being produced on the, on the sauce report and it's going to be more towards biblically based and it's going to be more towards a daily devotion so in that sense we are stepping away from sports tuesday uh, and from other uh, stepping away and it is decided that i think education has to come first because i'm attending school which I'm very excited about. And this is a decision that was led by prayer. And it was also a decision knowing that God has a plan for you and I, and God has a plan for the show. And this is the next step. So with this in mind, let's figure out our vantage point through Christ and get a better understanding. With Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in your presence, Lord, because you are a merciful Father. May you help us and guide us as we continue um, the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So today we're starting off in Proverbs 18. And I absolutely love all of Proverbs 18. Verse 1 states, Through desire a man have separated himself. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's important that we also understand. Um, and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Verse 2, I just absolutely love because it, it, it plays a major role. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. So pretty much it's stating that if you are a fool, you desire no, you don't want to learn anything. Because you think that you're better than everything else. You think the things that you have to state are, everybody has to hear them. And that everybody, you know, desires them. But that's completely false. It misrepresents Christ and it hinders your learning and also hinders the relationship that we all long for. When wickedness comes, so does contentment. And with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. It is not good to be partial to the wicked, and so deprive the innocent of justice. The lips of fools bring 
them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their under undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The word of a gossip are like choice uh, morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. The one, who, the one who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to, his, to it and are safe. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The human spirit can endure in sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. The heart of discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. A gift opens the way, the ushers, the giver into the presence of the great. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right, until someone comes forward and cross-examines. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Despite our disputes are like the baird's the bared gates of a citadel. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongues has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answers harshly. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Amen. And amen. And I absolutely love uh, what James 1 also states. What James 1, 2 states, Consider it pure and joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials and of any kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe, and no doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable if, or unstable in all they do. You know, I definitely can tell you, I've been double-minded. You know, and I've had a close vantage point. I've had a close vantage point where I was more self-centered on my end. And I was more self-centered and more worried about what others had to state. And my vantage point was, how can I please other people? What can I do to please other people? Is it something that I can say? Is it something I can maybe push more rhetoric? Or is it something that 
I can maybe, you know, uh, do something so I can focus on my point. Because that's the wrong advantage. The advantage that we should have is the advantage point of focusing on Jesus. Focusing on what God has on your life. Focusing on what can Sasan do now since he's got a vantage point of me. Since he knows that I'm at the cross. Since he knows that I took the nails and I took the blows for him. Or it could be you as well. What kind of vantage point are you going to have? You don't want to have an advantage point where you are double-minded. Because we know what the Bible states about being double-minded. Do not be double-minded. Because it does not go well for the Lord. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high positions. But the rich should take pride in their humiliation. Since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant and its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Amen. Amen. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. After, then, after desire ha has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits for all he created. And I absolutely love towards the end of James 1 before we continue on. My dear brothers and sisters, take note. Of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Amen. Amen. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves. And their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this. To look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And amen.
And amen. So the bigger question is, what is the big advantage point? You know, why did Sassan read Proverbs 18 and James 1? How did that relate to any of our vantage points of being haughty or being humble or being prideful? How does that relate it? Well, in this devotion, if you remember the movie Vantage Point from 2008, you'll be familiar with the concept that we can't assume to know reasons for other people's actions. In the movie Doing an hist uh, Historic Counter-Terrorism uh, Summit in Spain, the President of the United States is struck down by an assassin's bullet. Eight strangers have a perfect view of the kill. But what did they really see? The movie portrays a story from the vantage point to each eyewitness. Although each story has similar components, they differ from their point of view. This movie depicts how life can easily be seen from many points of view. Amen and amen. And if you really watch the movie Vantage Point, you know, we can look on our life as well. You know, what do our brothers and sisters do have on our vantage point? What kind of vantage point do we have on God that others don't? You know, there's interesting, we could also look at um, Heavens for Real, the book, or other Christian movies, Christian-based movies. Or let's get looked down to a basic one. A car, for instance, if there's a car crash and there's four witnesses. Now, each of the police officers are going to go to a witness. Are, is the report going to come out the same? Yes. But will each of the witnesses report the same about the make and model of the car, make and model of, or even the person that was driving it, how fast they were going to go, what exactly happened? When when did it happen? When did they first see the car? All of this can be different because it is from their different point of view as their different vantage point. But what the cool thing is about it was in our relationship with God, there is only one point of view and there's only one vantage point. And that vantage point is to focus on God and what the plan that he has for you and has set for you. That never changes. That point of view doesn't change. We shouldn't change what we think of God when we want him to. We shouldn't change the point of view. And yes, I have to say, I am not perfect. I have changed my vantage point of God when I want him, when I want, if I don't see something different, I change it because I want advantage of stating, okay, God is going to be this person. He's going to be a good God. He's going to love everybody for who they are. They're, you know, everything's all flowers and daisies. I've thought about that when I was younger. But now my point of view changes as growing and developing in Jesus Christ, as growing in a stronger relationship with him, my point of God changes, but it changes in a good way stating, I don't want to, I don't want to be disappointing him. I don't want to disappoint him by any means. I want to love him for who he is. I want to show compassion because he showed compassion for me, just like everybody else. And not only that, but. I want to show mercy for other people because God chose mercy. And from God's point of view, we are all like children. You know, yes, if you're listening and you are 70 years old, you are a child in God's, you are a child in God's eyes. And that is awesome to know. And if you are a teenager, you are definitely a child in God's eyes. But God has one vantage point in his, in his mindset. And that is to make sure that you get to heaven that you get to cross that finish line. 
And that is the vantage point. And with this in mind, I really hope, I absolutely love the vantage points. You know, what is your vantage point? Or point of view, different point of view. Our point of view overall should never change upon God. Our point of view should never falter on God. With this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we have one point of view, Lord, and that is focusing on you. We thank you that we have one point of view, and that is bringing others to Christ. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you protect us as we go out into the day. We pray that you just guide us along the way. Show us your mercy. Show us your tenderhearted, Lord. Lord, you are a merciful Father. May you guide us as we continue the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed day and a great start to the week. And remember, our point of view should never, ever change and never falter when it comes to God. With this in mind, remember God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.